Welcome everybody to Yankee Chronicles Podcast. I'm Bobby and I am here with the women of Yankee Chronicles, Laura, Chris, and Cammie. Ladies, thank you for coming on today. It's good to see you all again. Good to see you too. Thanks for having us. Thanks. It's nice and, being here with you. And before we get into today's discussion, I just want to ask everybody to check out statementgames.com, which is a great, a great website and you can find the app on uh, online where you can get a unique experience to fantasy sports. Also check out docadamsbaseball.org and learn about the founder of baseball. And you can also hear us Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. on radioplaylive.com. So spring training is underway and there's a lot of high expectations, um, a lot of, and even some low expectations of some of the players. Let's start with the, 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 the veteran that finally was able to get back to the Bronx in Brett Gardner. Cammy, what was your, your first reaction to Gardner being resigned? So, you know, I, I was really happy for him. I mean, sometimes baseball is, you know, as it's about the emotion and the connection to the players and the team as much as it is about, you know, the actual plays of the game. And Brett Gardner deserves to retire as a Yankee. He's, you know, been uh, one of those really fun members of the clubhouse. He's someone with experience uh, who the younger kids can look up to. Um, and, And here's the thing about Brett Gardner's every year we say, oh, he's not going to do anything. He's going to be terrible, whatever, because he's too old. He comes up clutch in a lot of games every year. We need that extra run. Brett Gardner. We need to play Brett Gardner, you know, and then Twitter goes crazy like, oh, Brett Gardner, you know, guardy party. We can't believe it. And and the thing is, is that that kind of, um, you know, uh, way of operating, I think coming up clutch like that is something that comes with experience. It's a mindset that you have to psych yourself into like, oh, we're down a run. We need to tie up the game or we need to get ahead. I'm just going to go ahead and hit a home- homer. You know, that's a mindset that comes with years of experience and that, and, and it's a mindset that um, needs to be developed. So the younger players have that in Brett Gardner. Um, They have that mentor and they have that role model. Um, You know, is there a possibility that he could be injured at his age? Sure. But look at all the pitchers who are much younger and have already had, you know, two or three surgeries, right? So do we need uh, to keep somebody, you know, on deck just in case? I, I think so. But I, I'm really, I'm very happy for him. I think he's a, he's a crowd pleaser. He's a fan favorite and, you know, he may not be a hall of famer, but he certainly uh, is loved by many Yankees fans. And um, I, I'm just happy to see him back one more time in front of the fans. And uh, I hope he retires as a Yankee. Yeah. I mean, no, he's not a hall of famer, but I think he's one of those players that, in a, you know, the next generation will still be talking about. You know his durability, his his passion for playing the, the baseball with the, in the um, the pinstripe way. 
you know. So I, I think that his legacy is will only be in the Bronx. And I think he's okay with that. You know, that he I wasn't, think so. you know, he wasn't that perennial all star. You know, he got robbed of a couple of gold gloves. But uh, I'm glad that he's going to be retiring. You know, he's going to have the chance to retire as a Yankee and with fans in the stands. Absolutely. I think that's why he wanted to come back that one more year. If, I think if they were fans last year, he would have retired. Mm-hmm. To leave, you know. Yeah. Um, Laura, what do you think this means? Do you think that Gardner coming back changes the mindset of Clint Frazier as a starting left fielder? That's a good question. Um, I kind of hope it doesn't because I definitely believed after last season, Clint definitely earned his spot in left field. And I remember talking this with uh, one of my other Yankee fans, friends, and then a Mets fan too, about this on Friday. Um, Like as much as like we, don't mind Gardner signing. Like it's going to take away some of Clint's at bats, we feel like. And with Clint, you know, emerging, we want him to be consistent and, you know, play the season that he should play and deserve. So we're kind of hoping that like, it doesn't take away Clint's mentality going into 2021 that, you know, he just stays focused, does what he needs to do. And, you know, see how everything plays out. Like, obviously there are probably going to be some injuries where yes, Gardner's going to have to go in and fill in, which we don't mind about that. But at the same time, we don't want him to take away Clint's at bat because Clint can come and clutch as well as Gardy. Yeah. I think, you know, um, Chris, do you think his ability to also play center field is a key yeah. factor of him coming back? <clears throat> yeah, I do think that, uh, I, in fact, it makes me wonder if Aaron Hicks is completely healthy because at the end of last season, he had the elbow issues. I don't know. I don't think he, I don't think he had surgery in the off season, did he or anything, but anyway, um, so Gardy is definitely an insurance policy for center and left. And as long as he doesn't like, you know, Laura said, take away at bats from, uh, Gar- uh, from Frazier, then let Brett bang, yep. you know, <laughs> <laughs> let him bring that passion. I don't see where that hurts anybody no. on the Yankee bench. So Chris, what's your overall grade on Cashman, um, assembling the pitching staff this year? Oh, that's such a good question because I'm disappointed. I mean, I, I have to say, I wanted Bauer. Um, that I realized early we weren't that was not going to happen, but it still seemed like um, we should have gone for the kill. Not that uh, Kluber and Tyon are not going. Maybe they will be assassins. I don't know yet. You know, they're question marks. But uh, I'm eager to see what they bring. Definitely. Chris, um, as for, uh, regards with Bauer, I mean, he's kind of been a little bit of a head case on social media. Do you think that that's what really pushed the Yankees away from being a little more aggressive with him? Yeah. It would have been uh, interesting, if not explosive, uh, situation with the New York media and Bauer, I'm sure. If not that, with Bauer and the fans, 
uh, he's already gotten into it with a few fan, Dodger fans on Twitter, um, asking them not to bother him as he walks through the hotel lobby for autographs, that sort of thing. Um, he is a head case, but he was the best, uh, I thought one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher out there. And I want to see the Yankees always get the best. But I'm not, I, I don't think we'll end up being disappointed. I think in the end, you're right that it will not end up being as disappointing as I believed it was, you know, when we didn't sign and when we got Kluber and Tyon. Yeah, Cammy, the, the Cashman was able to stay under the 210 mark to this point while still adding multiple pieces. Do you think that just show, uh, strengthens his ability as a GM to other teams, you know, are you happy with the way that he was able to do that? Were impressed with the way he was able to do it? Yes and no. <laughs> um, you know, we're not we're not a poverty franchise. So if we went above the two ten, I think that um, you know the front office, the the top of the you know the. Uh, you know, towers, whatever you want to call it, they, they still have their yachts and their really, really expensive cars and their houses in Aruba and everything else. So I don't, you know, it's hard to um, say, oh, we're so poor, we can't go beyond the 210. At the same time, I think we have to see how the season plays out because if everyone comes up clutch, if the whole pitching staff stays healthy, if Kluber and Tyon manage to, uh, you know, really um, excel on the mound, then hey, if you can, if you can put a, a championship team together and 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 stay at two ten, then. I don't know, then you're, then you have to be a genius. So I, I want to, I, I really, I want to see how the season goes before I can make an assessment on, you know, on, on being, you know, being cheap. Was it being cheap or was it being prudent? I mean, you know, let's look at um, DJLM when, when the Yankees got him, People were like, who, you know, who's that, who's that guy? I mean, he wasn't really that well known. I mean, people knew of him, but he wasn't like some big, you know, yeah, he, wasn't the, yeah, he wasn't a Mike Trout level name. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, he turned out to be the most incredible deal that year that the Yankees could have gotten. I mean, so when you, when you can get deals like that, then sure. So let's see. I, I, I think the the real assessment of that of, of the spending will come toward the end of the season whether or not we make the playoffs that that kind of stuff. It might uh, come even sooner than that. It, it depending on what spring training shows. From, that's true. Yeah. You know, that's just true. from the pitching perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know. See, my take on it was I thought that he did a phenomenal job with it. Um, I think that he was smart. He took it, you know, we're on a budget of 210. They didn't want to go into that that next threshold with the luxury tax. And you saw, we just saw the previous year, the American League had a team with a $60 million payroll make it to the World Series. 
So it's not about how much you spend, it's how you're spending it. So it's not always about getting that big ticket item. Sometimes, you know, you could find great deals anywhere. So rather than spending all that money on two players and reaching 210, they were able to get 10 players and still have still had have a little extra in case they right. need to make any. We got to look at Jay Bruce, possibly. Yeah. So, well, Jay Bruce, I think they brought him in because he was a lefty bat, outfield, right, you know, first base, where just in case they didn't get Gardner, they still had somebody for left field to give major yeah. rest days. Yeah. So I think with Gardner back, Bruce is going to have to put on quite a show during spring training to right. to stay up, uh, stay up in the major leagues, or he's going to opt out and try to go for a better a team that can where he'll have a better chance of making a roster. Right. <clears throat> you know. So would it be fair to Cashman if he was? You know, would it be? Yeah, would it be fair to the Yankees? If they went, or if they spend up to two hundred and fifty million, and they had to send money to another team that really isn't using it to improve their team, you know, you have teams like the Pirates that constantly, or the the uh, the Marlins, you know, that are not putting money into the um, the salaries of the players. That the owners are just kind of pocketing it. And the Yankees is one of one of those those premier teams that are saying enough is enough. You know what? If you're not going to use the you know if you're not going to spend you know justifiably spend the revenue sharing, we're not going to let you get our money anymore. And I think that's the move the Yankees are making. And if you know it's taking fans a little longer to catch up to that mindset. Laura, do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I was also thinking too, because I think I saw somewhere the other day, the Rockies, like they had a like crazy offseason like, besides trading Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals, but they really didn't spend that much no. in their offseason. So kind of like with that mentality that the Yankees have, it's like, imagine if you could send that money to them to help them improve their team going forward. Yeah. You know, we had on um, on one of our other shows, we had Danny Vietti from CBS Sports um, join us. We were talking about um, MLB uh, in, um, putting into place a salary floor. And my idea that I that I gave to, to Danny was if you don't spend into that floor and you spend under. So say for argument's sake, the salary floor is $80 million on, on player salary. If you don't reach that 80 million, you don't you lose a percentage of the revenue sharing. So if you're in, or if you are not putting a hundred percent of the revenue sharing into players' salaries, you don't get it the next year. You know, to kind of force these owners, because these owners, they're not poor. You know, nobody's losing money owning an ML, uh, a professional sports team. So <laughs> You need, you know, the, the play, you know, these these states and cities that have these teams, these fans, they they want they want to go to the they, they want to go to the games, but they have no reason to go. Where if with the revenue sharing, if the other owners are going, why am I giving you money if you're not even going to try to compete? 
you know, and I think that's that's something that M- MLB is going to have to really face for a long time, and they have to fix it quickly before the sport has any more damage to it, its reputation. Because ML- NBA and the NFL, they're they're marketing and that you know the salaries, they do very well. You know the ratings are go- or the ratings keep going up and MLB keeps going down. I think it's because these owners are not 100% focused on the product on the field as the other leagues. Chris, you have a thought on that? Yeah, I don't care about the money side of it. I never have. I I guess that's because I'm bad at math. (laughs) (laughs) What I really want to see is a world championship come to the Bronx and whatever it takes to make that happen is what should happen. And, but I realize that's from, that's, that's purely a fan speaking. That's not a businessman speaking, you know, I just want to see the Yankees win the world series this year. So, and every year, of course, that's unrealistic, but you know, I'm just a, I'm just a dumb fan who wants the best product on the field all the time. And I, I guess, um, you know, doing things the raise way, uh, you know, on the cheap, you got to admit that they had uh, more than just, they had talent last year. Yeah, I mean, they had some serious lucky stars aligning to bring, you know, Blake Snell, Charlie Morton, Tyler Glass now all to play in the same rotation. Um, so I wouldn't advocate the Yan- the, that the Yankees become the Rays of the, you know, 2021 or whatever, but. No, no, I don't, no, I'm not saying that they should mimic, you know, they should try to imitate what the Rays did and, and try to get the cheapest, you know, the lowest salary. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't want them to, just because they can spend the money doesn't mean they have to spend it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you get a smaller piece, you know, on, on you know, a player on a minor league deal, you know, like a Jay Bruce, and he could, and he can, he's able to contribute to a World Series. That that was saying Casper's a genius that he was able to to pick up this guy for nothing, and look what he was able to do. It's not always about the superstar. You know, sometimes the superstar, when it comes to October, they have so much pressure on themselves. Never mind the pressure from the, the from management, from the fans, from the media, and they collapse. You know, we saw for a long time, even fan favorites, you know, Swisher and Teixeira, when it came to the postseason, they flopped. They really never came through with those big hits that they would during a regular season. So the, the postseason is a very tricky, it, it's, it's a very tricky mentality for the players. You know, um, we've talked about the excitement of Gardner, and there's one player that, always warrants discussion because he had a terrible 2020, a terrible 2019, 2018. He was really, you thought he was coming out of his shell and that's Gary Sanchez. Now, Cammy, what do you think uh, realistically Gary has to do to continue to be in this, in this lineup? Oh my goodness. I, I, I think it, you know, first of all, they're going to have to, to play him a lot in spring training 
to really see what he can do. So they're going to have to put him in the games to really get a sense of has he progressed, right? So um, is he making progress? Does he have what it takes? So, and he's one of those players where like, he can have a great game or a terrible game. Like there's kind of no rhyme or reason, or I guess rhythm would be the right word to Gary. So you'll have like a great year and then two bad years. And then, you know, there's no, (laughs) there's, there's, he's so unpredictable is, is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And um, I, I, he needs to get in the, in the right headspace. I mean, I think he knows what to do and I think he knows how to do it. I just think he kind of needs to psych himself into it. And I think spring training is that place to go ahead and try to do that. And I think that um, what we see in spring training from him may be a good indication of how it's going to go for the rest of the season. Maybe, but like I said, he's, he's kind of unpredictable. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think he has, you know, he has great potential, but it's just a matter of like going out there and, and doing it and kind of, you know, getting yourself, you know, psyched into, into, you know, doing the best that, that you can, um, you know, and I guess we have to see how he works with the new pitchers as well. Right. Yeah. So Kluber, Tyon, you know, we have to see how he works with them because it's, it's always different uh, when you get new pitchers and sometimes uh, they gel and connect and sometimes they don't. So I think that's another aspect that we're going to have to look at. Yeah. Laura, your thoughts. Yeah, I definitely agree with Cami on a lot of it. Like the spring training, definitely, I feel like Gary needs to play as many games as he can because I think a lot of Yankee fans are probably thinking about this, but Gary's on like his last chance per se. I think Cashman made that clear. Yeah, that too. Um, So if he can get the ball rolling in spring training and then keep the consistency through the beginning of the regular season – then, you know, he'll be primed to be back to where he was in 2016, 2017. But if he falters again, then you'll have to see at the trade deadline what the Yankees are going to do. Like either they trade him or with Robinson Chirino signing the minor league deal, whether they bring him up and shuffle around the catchers there too. I'm I'm hoping that Chirinos doesn't get a shot. I hope not either. I was not a fan. He is not. He is yeah. If you think that Sanchez is not liked by the fans, then Chirinos <laughs> makes, you know, well, Chirinos right now is making Sanchez like Posada, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> where <laughs> the fans now are really rooting for Sanchez because they don't want to see this guy come up. Exactly. Definitely. Uh, I'm one of those fans, I will admit. <laughs> now, Chris, do you think that's actually going to help motivate, you know, is that going to help Sanchez with that pressure on him? I don't know. Sanchez is an enigma. I mean, he didn't he have pressure on him and he was taken under Alex Rodriguez's wing a couple years ago and everything was smoothed over, supposedly. I mean, Sanchez, 
uh, as Cami pointed out, has been so inconsistent. Um, it, it's, does he need motivation? I would think he got a nice contract in the off season. I mean, he should be motivated by that. I would think he would be motivated to be the opening day catcher, which if things are not looking up for him, I would say Higgy's going to be behind the plate for Cole on opening day. Even though I realize that um, Boone said there's not going to be personal catchers, you know, that sort of thing. But well, he has to say that, but we know that Higgins is right, catching call. <laughs> yeah, we know that. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to root for Gary 110% because he's important to this team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the Kraken is uh, you know, slamming, it's good times. Yeah. See, the problem with Gary is... the um, Like Cammy like said, the, uh, it's the unpredictability of his his performance when he's on fire we're all like this is what we've been waiting for but at the same time we're going how long is this going to last then when he's playing terribly well like yeah well we kind of expected this you know and when is he going to snap out of it so gary never wins (laughs) you know he never wins he has the fans to this point where we're just He's so inconsistent. We never know when when this gonna, you know, when the gears are gonna shift one way or the other, and that's that's the frustrating part because he has so much talent and can't figure out how to keep the plus side main, you know, as a daily occurrence. You know, two or three games at a clip where he'll, you know, he could hit. In a, in, a, in a, he could hit 700 for a series, and then hit 053 the next. So it's that's what's frustrating. So I think if if that continues, I think Higgy's going to take his spot, and then Gary will be the backup. You know, and I don't think that I don't think the Yankees will hesitate to do that this year because they can't afford for to have bad Gary for a two-week stretch. No, not, not anymore. No. Uh, after Cashman's comments, where we all thought Cashman was never going to say anything bad about Gary, finally had enough. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, look, if you can't figure out why you're sitting, I don't know what to tell you. You know, so um, we're going to wrap this up with one last question and, uh, and some comments, and we're going to go after Bone. What, uh, Chris? What is your expectations of Boone as a manager with a with a new, with a newer squad than he's had in the past? I expect that he'll be an excellent doing the excellent job he has been doing. I have no problems with Boone as a manager. He seems to be uh, able to motivate the young guys in the right way. Uh, to get the best out of them. And the veterans seem to love uh, playing for him. Uh, His passion is there every game. Um, You know, the savages in the box is still uh, true. And his, you know, the fact that he uh, is out there fighting for the team every opportunity he gets, I think Boone, uh, I think we're looking at another more than 100 win season. 
Laura, how about you? I definitely agree with Chris. Uh, Boone's been an excellent manager. I really have no problems with him either. Um, the Yankees are favored to win the AL East this year, hopefully again. So we'll keep our fingers crossed with that. But he's got to make sure that the team stays healthy, consistent. Uh, just everything just has to click and keep rolling in order to have another good season of 100 plus wins and hopefully win the World Series. We would love to have 28. <clears throat> Yeah, Gabby, your thought? Yeah, um, you know, I think Boone is improving every year, right? He, he came on as a brand new manager, uh, former Blair. And the more experience he gets, the better he gets, right? Which, which makes sense, obviously. Um, I think he's going to start to assert his position as manager, rather than just kind of buddies with the players. I think he's going to start to assert himself more as in a managerial role. Uh, he does stick up for his players. I love that. Um, but I also don't want him to take any excuses from his players either. When they do a bad job, I want him to say, you know, you really sucked. <laughs> that was really bad. And I want him to say that to the media too. Uh, so the players know that he's not, he's not fooling around. He's not going to stand for um, uh, just, you know, mediocre playing. Um, I want him to demand the best from the players. And I think the more experience he gets as a manager, I think the more he will. And I mean, you look at these managers who managed teams for like 200 years, not 200 years, but you know what I mean? I mean, the more, the longer they did after two decades, three decades, I mean, these are guys that, I mean, they became like father figures or, or parent figures to the rest of the team. And they had really super high expectations. And I think that Boone is learning how to do that. And I think uh, he's going to get better. And I think that um, that we're going to see good things from him. We already have, and I think we're going to continue to see good things from him. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that Boone has a lot, a lot of, lot to prove this year. Um, I'd like to see him take a lot more control of what goes on in the locker room. You know, I, I got tired of the turn the corner, turn the page, mm -hmm. you know, enough. So, you know, if the, if a player's not holding his end of the bargain, call him out. You know, it, it's, it's time to take the, you know, the gloves off and assert your dominance. You know, I'm the manager, I'm the boss. When the game is being played, I'm in charge. And I think that's what he needs to do this year. And so, I think it's, I think he's poised to get you know he, he's gonna be you know they're gonna win a hundred games this year yeah you know, I know the the Vegas odds were um, the over the they're expected to win ninety five and a half games um, I think the over is an easy bet um, with the way this roster is now how they perform can obviously that could all change so. Well, ladies, I want to thank you, you know, for coming and uh, hanging out with me for a little bit. And uh, I always appreciate, you know, the women's point of view on sports and baseball. And um, it's always, always, it's fun. So on behalf of everybody, YankeeChronicles.com, hope everybody enjoys their day. Stay safe, stay smart.